Hi all, this is Emma Miller with the Duke Catholic Center um, here on our very new podcast, The Friar Side, um, and I'm here with Father Mike. Uh, we're going to talk about Christmas and some holiday things that we've just got going around in our heads um, and as we think about students and what they're going through right now. Just wanted to chat about it a little bit. Thank you, Emma. Great to be with you and uh, on this maiden voyage of our podcast. I think it's going to be a great time. <laughs> Hope our students are going to enjoy it as much as we are enjoying uh, carrying it out here in this uh, wonderful uh, sound booth in the middle of the Duke Library, the Rubenstein. Is that what it's called? No. No, this is Perkins. Perkins. I always get that screwed up. Like well, where the one part of the building ends and the other begins. I think this is technically in the bridge area. It, so it's in neither. It's just... And, limbo. It is, and it's not decorated for Christmas. We should have brought in some Christmas decorations, some tinsel or something to be in the spirit a little bit. But uh, I'm fired up for Christmas. I, I'm excited. I always loved Christmas as a kid and uh, still do to this day. Although I get it um, uh, pretty naturally. My mother is, uh, she's over the top with Christmas. So <laughs> we'll do this in honor of Beth. Does she still decorate in Advent or does she wait until it's like Christmas? If she could decorate, she if she could, she'd decorate in October. If she could. <laughs> But I think she waits now to Thanksgiving week. That's okay. that's when it went. That's better than like Walmart and Target. That's and true. That's true. Yeah. She does have a little bit of self restraint. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, talking about excitement, I feel like there's always. I know I felt this as a kid, like growing up. There's all this excitement and build up, and then for some reason, a lot of times it kind of feels like a letdown. So, what do you think are some of the potential potholes or pitfalls of like the holiday hype? I think that's true. I think anytime hype is part of the equation that there's the potential that uh, you know no way can it live up to it on mm-hmm. a on a certain human level and so uh, especially for our students you know they they're excited about going home or they're so sort of weighed down by their studies and the like and and thinking to themselves oh i can't wait just to get home and it'll be so much different and there'll be no <laughs> stress and everything will be great and then you go home and you face all the issues that are at home you know and whatever and all of us, we've all, we've all got issues at home with our families and the like. And so I, I think that's one pitfall. I think the other is that uh, if we're looking simply for a, um, you know, something on the, on the surface to uh, make our holiday special, there's just not enough decoration in the world to do that, don't you think? I mean, I, I think uh, where, where the celebration can live up to the hype is if we take it to a much deeper level and say, Christ, you're coming is what I truly need. That's mm-hmm. what I really, you know, don't you think I, that's what I, I think we're really looking for. And if we stay there, then I think the holiday doesn't have that um, potential pitfall, but rather it keeps us rooted in what's in what's really most important. That's true. I, I really hadn't thought about it that way. I mean, everyone talks about like, oh, the materialism around Christmas and stuff, but even like there's there's still a sense of materialism when you're expecting your family and all the like the celebrations that you do to like to live up to it that's not that's still not what it's about that's like a a good component of it but that's still not what it's about and not what should really be bringing the joy and i i think our our culture uh, especially the media uh, in a certain way you know you listen to advertising throughout the advent season or the christmas season and Mm -hmm. People consistently say that the holiday is about family because a lot of times in public media you can't say it's about Jesus, right? Yeah. So it's talked about about you know this this great feast about family, and so you're looking for your family 
to save, mm-hmm. you know, the, the wounded and, and wor- worried and worked out parts of our lives and our families, God bless them. And, and my family, I love my family. And I can't wait to see them, but they're just not capable mm-hmm. of delivering, you know? And so if, you know, our messaging, you know, in our culture was more about, hey, what's really coming is a savior, is something mm-hmm. that they're, you know, can uh, renew, can transform, can uh, take care of the issues that, that we all have, we'd be far less susceptible to walking away from Christmas on the other side, feeling sometimes even more depleted <laughs> yes. than we were, you know, before the, because we keep searching for it to be somewhere where, you know, it can never live up, yeah. can never live up to that hype. So. Mm. I'm going to have to think and pray about that a lot as I go home this, <laughs> this Christmas weekend. Um, yeah, but still, okay, but still, talking about families, what were some cool family traditions you guys had around Christmas as a kid? Well, as you know, I, uh, I have three sisters, and my mom and dad growing up uh, were all obviously under the same roof, and this was just something stupid. I don't know how it got started, but um, we, uh, we had our, our manger scene under the tree. That was where our little major scene was. And these little, like, rubbery plastic figurines of the three wise men. And I think we had a camel. I think there was, like, a fourth figurine was a camel. And whatever day we put out our decorations, say it was on the 15th, we would put those figurines on the 10th step to the the second floor of our house. There was only, you know, one set of stairs. (laughs) um, And so each day we would move it down one. And my sisters and I, we thought this was... The coolest, like, <laughs> preparation for the celebration. So deep. Oh, my gosh. So right. deep. But, you know, I tell you, <laughs> if I ask any of my sisters, like, where's the nativity? Like, who has the nativity scene? I'm sure my mother still has it. But I, I think, uh, you know, that's like a treasured heirloom from, yeah. our, from our, our past. How about you? Did you guys do anything that was that sticks in your head? I mean, well, we just... So we'd always go to midnight mass, and that was always just kind of a treat growing up as a kid because we never got to stay up that late. Um, and then coming home, you're so filled with excitement that it was kind of hard to go to bed at the end of the night. Yeah. Um, you just want morning to come as fast as possible. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, interesting. I, I also remember, and again, crazy things that stick in your head, but as small children, of course, we all would go downstairs um, the, the my, me and my sisters together, but we couldn't go down until my parents went down first and mm-hmm. turned on the tree and did whatever they had to do. We usually put the coffee on or whatever. But um, so of course we would be up before the crack of yes. dawn, and my parents weren't. So we had on our upstairs of our house there was only one bathroom. So we would all already be up. We would go in and take turns going into the bathroom we didn't have to go to the bathroom, but we'd flush the toilet <laughs> to, you wake, know? Up your to wake up our parents. <laughs> <laughs> i like it i like okay. it yeah that's true we weren't allowed to go downstairs either until our parents went down and checked the like the special elf dust to oh, make sure that sorry. we hadn't gone down there they right, were like right, checking right. things out you know <laughs> they tricked us for a long time with sure. that one yeah so what about um hmm, okay so family memories favorite christmas carol you know, I would say my favorite Christmas carol, I, and I don't know the name of this thing is, but I think it's called Once in Royal David City, or at least that's the first phrase of it. And it's one of the, do you know the one I, I'm talking about? I do know it because I know ahead. that single line. <laughs> sing it for us and then now everyone will know. Now, and, and I think the reason I, I like it is it usually starts off with a solo voice singing mm. and then slowly builds in. And I remember there's a recording of it that I remember from Lessons and Carols. 
at uh, the Cathedral of Mary, our Queen in Baltimore, a recording I had for years that always used to kind of get me in the Christmas spirit. But that's uh, uh, that sticks in my head as a, as a favorite. How about you? Uh, definitely O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. I have... Um like a full playlist of different O Come, O Come, Emmanuel uh, versions. It's just my favorite. I love it so, so much. And of course, you know, it's an Advent hymn. I, well, I, I know that. It's an Advent hymn. So I'm allowed to listen to my favorite, yes, you are. quote unquote, Christmas carol all great. season. It's amazing. That's great. You know, it's interesting. You know, when I think about Christmas, um, the hymns and the, you know, are so rich uh, and, and teach us so much. And one of the things I think gets lost uh, in our, spirituality around around Christmas is the fact that and one of the beauties about being a Franciscan is this this sort of truth was something that St. Francis could not get over he he couldn't get over the fact that Jesus would want to be one of us Mm -hmm. you know that 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 whole concept would just blow his mind and such that um, in a small little hill town of Greccio in in I think it was 12 I'm going to say 1221, I think it was. I could be wrong on that. You and I were able to uh, go to that town on a pilgrimage that we went on. But Francis uh, celebrated the first live nativity. And we all have nativity scenes in our Mm -hmm. homes or in our communities or in our churches as a result of that first time that St. Francis did that. And what he was trying to help us to realize is so often we're trying to become like God, which I obviously I think that's deep within our hearts to do that. And, and the beauty of it is God wants to be with us, be one with us as we do that. And it gives me tremendous comfort to know that with my foibles and my sins and my the challenges that I face every day, that Jesus came on Christmas to be with me mm-hmm. in that moment, you know, and that, sure, I'm called to something greater I'm called to a greater holiness, but in my imperfection to know that Christmas is the celebration of God's desire to want to be with me in my weakness, that for me is comforting, Mm -hmm. you know, comfort and joy, (laughs) comfort and joy. (laughs) Tidings of comfort and joy. So, uh, So I just, you know... Our, the lyrics of our Christmas carols teach us the rich theology yeah. that's behind this this pretty incredible feast. Mm-hmm. I know that was um, my morning prayer, actually, just a couple of days ago. I was, um, you know, I haven't given as much meditative thought as St. Francis yet, <laughs> but um, I was just really struck, like, man, Jesus, that like, what a powerful thing to want to come and be one of us so that you like you could show us how to love one another just how deeply you care for us and to show that like you walked this this human path um and you're here with us as we do it too it was yeah that was really powerful yeah it's spot on mm-hmm. um well i got like two more questions okay. in my amazing yellow notebook here right um <laughs> favorite christmas show Although I would call it a movie, but I know we've already had this this argument that show and movie, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what, how you see shows and movies as the same thing, but I'll say my favorite Christmas show mm-hmm. is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay. I always love at the end, at least this is my, and I think there have been some, obviously, a number of different versions of it since, but uh, I love all the 
people in Whoville standing around the tree or where the tree was mm-hmm. because the Grinch stole it. And they're still there. All their faces are up to the heavens and they're still singing their <laughs> their Christmas song. And then his, his heart grows bigger and bigger and bigger. That's my favorite Christmas show. Favorite Christmas movie. I like It's a Wonderful Life. We watch that. Well, here's a, I, I mean, I, I like, I mean, there's a lot about It's a Wonderful Life that I could comment on that I love. But here's the question is, is a wonderful, or, or is it are really we talking Christmas about movie? Christmas movies that movies that came out at Christmas? Or are we talking about movies? Maybe that, I just associate it with Christmas because I mean, always it is, it. it. I mean, it is, you know, it does, it always plays at Christmas time and it has a Christmas theme, certainly. That could be a whole podcast. We could do that. <laughs> Theological implications of It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. <laughs> Starring Jimmy Stewart. So I, well, he's one of my favorite actors like of all wow, time. So, yes. I was just gushing last night about 12 Angry Men because I got summoned for jury duty. So, Oops. Jimmy Stewart. We can do a Jimmy Stewart podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Then, last question. Um, any New Year's resolutions on your on your list? Or what do you think about them? That's a good question. I I guess I'm a little torn. I mean, I, I think anytime we resolve to do something, I think that there's goodness in that. Um, and I do believe that the uh, Christ's birth should spur some challenge that, okay, Lord, you're with me, and now what? And now what do I do? How can I take this great gift and do something with it? Um, I certainly believe all that. But I would say... Um, I would have a resolution for anyone who, you know, who's listening. And I would say, receive the sacrament of reconciliation. Mm. You know, you, you want to, you want to take this grace that God's given us in this gift of Christmas of walking with us. What is New Year's always has this sense of clean slate, you know, that I can start fresh and the church gives us this great sacrament. And so many folks are, you know, have gotten hinky about it and, 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 think that they don't need it and and we could that could be another podcast topic but uh, um i just think starting the new year with a, a a firm commitment to holiness that that says um i'll avail myself of the sacraments regularly mm-hmm. um i do that so I, myself already so it wouldn't really be a an additional um uh, resolution but one thing I, i've been trying uh, me and coach cut uh David Cutcliffe, our, our football coach, uh, I was doing it for about a month with him, and I haven't checked in with him lately about whether he's still doing it, but I was really trying to watch uh, sugar and uh, and bread intake. Oh, so I noticed the sugar thing around yeah, the office. Yeah, well, not anymore. I mean, I, I have <laughs> we got so many sweets in the office these days. My God, you can't take a step without, like, stepping on some cake or cookie or whatever. But well, you just needed to break the habit before the dark chocolate pecans That's come in. <laughs> So, I mean, I would hope to do that, but more importantly, to continue to resolve to appreciate Christ's presence with me each and every day, mm-hmm. you know, especially through uh, the great people I work with, yeah. Emma Miller included, oh, thank and you. all the wonderful students that we have here at Duke. Yeah. Um, What's yours? Oh, gosh. Um, I haven't thought about it yet. I had, well, okay, so I actually... I um, had been reading a couple articles about, you know, how to get in new habits and all that kind of stuff. And um, 
I was like, oh, this can be my New Year's. But then I was like, why would I, why am I going to wait for that? So I've just started it now and I'm like been getting up early and doing my exercise routine and these little like Nike training type of things. So it's been really good. I'm not waiting till New Year's. I'm getting going. Um, but I really like what you said about reconciliation. Um, I agree. Like, yeah, new slate. Um, it's so refreshing. I honestly have to gear myself up every time I go that doesn't change but I'm always so grateful after I do um, after I do go Um, so I just want to encourage anyone who's listening uh, you know we've got the the sacrament of reconciliation available every week um, when students are here or or anytime you want or anytime you want you can just email the priest it's amazing so easy Um, but all of that information and so much more you can find on our website um, catholic.duke.edu So it's pretty simple, and uh, we hope you guys had as much fun listening to this as we had making it. Um, (laughs) And um, we'll see you guys next time on the next installment of The Friar Side. Thank you, Ellen.